Hi, I'm Kenzie. And I'm Jamie. And we are best friends turned sisters, and we're incredibly codependent, hence the title of our podcast. On our show, we talk to you guys about everything from becoming sisters through foster care, business, life, motherhood, sex, religion, and so much more. We share the real and honest side of life unfiltered. Listen to our show, Codependent, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, healers. So I want to talk to you all today a little bit about one of our new sponsors named BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. So there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling services. And let's be honest, if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I really love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online and is available all around the world. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in many different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log into your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You will get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you'd like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs the very first try, so BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches, and if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there is no charge at all to change counselors if you ever need to, which is amazing. There's also financial aid available to anyone who's looking for payment options. Here is what one of the BetterHelp clients actually said about their counselor, which I thought was just so amazing. Ashley is an excellent therapist. I wish everyone I know could get support they need from her. She constantly provides great insights, shares helpful tools, and validates my feelings and experiences in a way that has helped me heal and improve my life in a tangible way. She is responsive, kind, and engaging everything you would hope a therapist would be. So that is so amazing. People are really loving their counselors at BetterHelp. And we actually have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners and healers today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash anxietychicks. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an, ex- with an experienced counselor today. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast. And 
The platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So... It really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, too, and the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepanera. And I'm Taylor. Wow, it feels good to... Say all that again. I know. I was like, how did we used to open the podcast? I don't even remember. Um, Welcome to season three, y'all. We are here and we know that a lot of people have been wondering where we've been. Um, And if you're listening to this and you, this is your honestly first time not knowing where Taylor and I have been, then maybe you might want to check out our Instagram pages because we've been sharing a lot of what's been going on in our lives the past two months there. Um, I was literally telling Allison <laughs> we took our headphones off at the end of season two, not knowing it was the end of season two. Yes. And <laughs> we kind of, we took our headphones off and then, you know, we went through a lot. And I think that we'll probably be planning that better this year. Like maybe we'll just do season three until the summer and then we'll come back again in the fall for season four kind of like how the tv does um but also (laughs) there was just so much going on in our lives that were very traumatic for both of us and just very Mm -hmm. a lot of emotions and so um i literally couldn't do the podcast i mean you guys know how open i am about everything in my life that's why i needed a little bit of time i knew i was going to talk about it i was never not going to share my life because that's part of my self and um part of you know with with instagram and on social media i share my life and it's raw and it's real i don't pretend to just be this like happy awesome like life all the time that's not who i am um but i still felt like literally if i had come on to do a podcast, I would have just been crying the entire time and probably wouldn't have even been able to tell what was going on. <laughs> I remember there was like a week we were going to try to record and something in my stomach was like, don't let her get on. Like something in me was just like, I don't think she's ready. Yeah. And you've been so, so I just great. like, I really wanted to give you time. I don't know. I was just like, I, I don't want her to have to Because I feel like in the past, like with that last breakup, like that was really hard for you when we did that episode. Well, so let's just back it up a little bit. 
and I'll let people know because I yeah, don't even think yeah. I you know this if you're going. Okay, we 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 took our we took our headphones off, and you were still in a relationship. I was still in a relationship, and I'm. He met your family at the. He shore. met yes, he met. Um, and then the week after that, we broke up. Yes, y'all broke yep. up. Which I was just like so thrown off because you were like, it went good. Yeah. So I'll get into that. But just kind of like update quickly, I had a breakup in the last two months of like the person that I thought I was going to be with, at least for a long time. I only guy I've really ever been in love with the way I was. And also my dad died about a couple weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago. Um, and so you guys have heard me talk about my dad. You've heard me talk about my ex-boyfriend. Um, if you haven't, then go back to the last whatever episodes because I do do some updates in the in the beginning of some of them. Um, and so there's just been a lot of grief happening. So that's when Taylor was going into talking about my last boyfriend before this one. I do have an episode. It's called The Anxiety of Heartbreak. Um, I don't remember which number it is, but it was very, very raw. Um, I was definitely yeah. crying. I probably will cry today. <laughs> it's nothing is wrong with that. It's actually so healthy. It's amazing to cry, yes. let it out. Um, but yeah, so there's just been a lot of grief. And I know there's been things going on with you, Taylor. So I want to be able to get to that too and let you share what you want to share too. Yeah. Um, but but I yeah, so I'll just kind of start with how things have been playing out. And you know that I've struggled with anxious attachment, right? And mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about mm -hmm. attachment theory and insecure attachment and, um, you know, my codependency and things that I was working on in this relationship versus mm -hmm. the one before. Um, but yeah, it was so like getting back to what you asked. I didn't think it was going to happen. Now I'm going to talk about my ex first and then we'll get into like my dad a little bit. Um, I felt like um, now looking back, it has been like over two months at this point or maybe just two months. So the, the pain surrounding that breakup is, you know, a lot lighter. But when my dad mm -hmm. died, I missed him so much again um, and mm -hmm. had been thinking so much about him and just the just things that we did together, like so much of the things that I missed about him and wanted to just have him like comfort me during that time. Mm -hmm. So it almost felt like the work that I put into like healing my heartbreak and stuff kind of opened the wound opened up, to get up again, of course, because I'm grieving like the loss of my father who this is. And he met your well, that's dad. That's what I was right? just gonna say. He is one of yeah. my only boyfriends that's ever met my dad. Um, there have been like a yeah, couple I other ones, about but I was younger and like it wasn't like too serious. Right. And so that was like so mm -hmm. so hard for me to like comprehend. But I pretty much um yeah, he had met my whole family. And here's the thing. Things had not been going great um as much as like i can say i don't want to like i'm not going to air like too much dirty laundry but i will say that like we were just continuously having arguments about like the same thing which really was about nothing mm -hmm. because like our communication styles were very very different 
He is Mm -hmm. very much avoidant in the way that he expresses emotions. So like he didn't, he wasn't used to just having someone ask him how he was feeling all the time or like just asking him, not even that, because I I was really trying so hard not to just say, you have to be open and talk to me about your feel. Like I, I was, but like giving me something. You know, I think what was so crazy to me is like, I remember him even like agreeing to do uh, couples counseling with you and y'all go. We did. We did. And I actually thought it was great. Like I was, uh, he was opening up and I was like, oh my gosh, like I wish he could talk to me. Like he talks to me without, you know, like he would talk kind of differently in session and be really open. And I was like, I wish you could say this stuff to me like outside of session because obviously you can do it. Um. But then like – And what would he say? He's like, yeah, I want to try. Like I do. I, I I think I can and that's great. And he he was very much um, – he was very much understanding about like what my needs were. Like I'm someone – my love language is words of affirmation and, you know, physical mm-hmm. affection. And the words of affirmation were very hard for him. Like I hmm. – you know, I really want to hear things and that's just part of what I'm learning. I want to hear, I love you. I want to hear, like, you look beautiful. I want to hear, I can't wait to, like, introduce you to my whoever. Um, I want to hear, like, how was your day? Tell me more about that. You know, like, someone who is aware and present. And it turns out that, like, first of all, he is an amazing person. And I feel like if it was down the road, we would be, like, great. This is what makes it so hard. but. Yeah. He um we just weren't aligned in our life right now. I mean, he literally Did he recognize that or just you? <sighs> yes. I mean, I think so because he's the one that basically said he didn't he couldn't do it anymore because I was willing really? to like continue. I was willing to like give it mm-hmm. and do the work and oh. just keep going, but our lifestyles are very different. Like I kind of have the time for that. Like I mean, I obviously have yeah. a lot of things going on with my career. But I have like my yeah. time right now is like I want to dedicate and make a priority of relationship yeah. that yeah. lasts and talk about the future yes. and like talk yeah. about a couple of things I remember you saying is like the 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 where you would live and like the moving and that kind of being like a, you know, a sticky situ- like subject to bring up. And yeah. then but 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 I don't know. I felt like with with him, you felt comfort and peace and so that's why I was like it was so different than the last guy oh like, my I feel gosh. like the last guy it was just like you know what One, I mean like it was like oh my gosh well that's because <sighs> the guy and whatever pardon my French I'm real I curse sometimes but yeah the guy before him was an asshole my ex now yeah. <laughs> was not is not an asshole he's a good no, man he was and kind. he's kind and he's caring and and that's like kind of where the downfall was cuz he just he's also wanted to just please everybody um yeah. this is his first relationship from his marriage who he was with for since high school like i was probably his first girlfriend yeah. after that so and i was he was sort of my first like real real deep love too so like we both were yeah. just like learning and i you know there was just, there was just, it just wasn't aligned. So we, like, yeah. he had a lot going on in his life. He had a little kid, right? Um, you know, 
Which you met, Oh, my gosh. Well, that was one of the hardest parts for me. I probably cried more. I remember you finally telling me, like, you were going to wait to meet him, and then you did. Yeah. And I – yeah. And then we hung out a bunch of times. Like, he was – oh, my gosh. Like, that's when I'll start crying because I, like, miss that kid so much. And, like, he was – And then you wonder if it's hard for that kid to be, like – where did she go? You know, like you have all these thoughts yeah. of like. I mean, I think he's to, young enough to like. He's. It could have been young a friend. Yeah, or, yeah. To, to just not get too attached. But I think, I mean, he got, you know, as someone who works with children in therapy, like. Right. I, would That's, hope, I felt like you were probably really good with him. And I yeah. just would hope that in the future, he wouldn't just introduce him to someone unless he knows that he's going to be with exactly. this person forever. Exactly. Why? Okay. Why did he let you meet the kid? Why did he go to the shore and meet your whole family? Those are the things that really bother me because that's a huge step forward in saying I'm committing. And that's why I was like, wait, he just met your family and then now y'all are broken up. I don't get it. Well, guess what? Like I've been – I my my recovery, by the way, anyone going through a breakup or like heartache like this – what helped me initially, like I was in so – first of all, I I, li- I stayed with my mom for like two weeks in her apartment because I couldn't even like Aww. be in my apartment. Everything reminded yeah. me of him and I yeah. missed him so much. And so the things that got me through like every day were like I listened to a lot of podcasts, like breakup podcasts. I, I read like a book. I talked to a lot of friends and like, mm-hmm. you know – Every can I wait? Can I just say I was so proud of you? You were doing so much after that breakup, like you were not letting it like put you in a chair. Like you, I felt like you were hanging out with friends and like doing things. I, I was like, I'm so no, proud. No, it you. was no. That's only because I couldn't be alone. I literally could oh. not be alone. No, but thank you. But that was one of my coping tools. Was I did not want to be alone. I actually needed people to talk to me about it, and I needed to be around people, and I needed to be doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't just like sit with my thoughts, but anyway, anyway, every single like podcast and everything I listened to basically said that when someone breaks up with you, if, if it's, I think, I don't think it was like guy or girl, but when someone breaks up with you, they usually have been thinking about it for a while. It's not just like wow. the day before and they're like, I think we should. So in my mind, I was like, if Especially you Especially because he's in his forties, right? Well, he's 30, like he's, he's a 36, man. but yes. But he's a he's a he's grown, a grown man. man, you know. Like, um, yeah. Emotionally, I'm not sure about, but um, yeah, <laughs> like numbers wise, he's an adult. But that's the thing. Like, if he, yeah, like why come even? Why come to this like barbecue with my entire like extended family yeah. when you already might yeah. not know? And there were things that happened that weekend that like. You know, I you know I blame myself for a lot of things, which I can't do because I feel like. There was just so much insecurity I had about myself and like just about the relationship. Like honestly, every single time I would talk about the future, it was like I was going to talk about like, you know, killing his cat or something. He didn't have a cat. But like you would think that I'm – you would think that I'm like bringing up and he would just – I mean, and I was always the one bringing it up and you would think I was talking about like – You said this all the time. Oh my gosh. You said that like the the anxiety you felt about bringing it up every time was like just like pulling teeth. I remember even saying in one of the therapy sessions and like crying hysterically being like, you know, I just – I guess I just thought like the guy I was going to be with would be so excited to talk to me about like the future and where we would live together. And I'm sitting here crying. Because, like crying because he 
not only doesn't want to, but he literally like is so resistant to it. Even though he would yeah. say things like, yeah, I told you like we could like look at some little towns together. We could go and look at – and I, I was like, okay, well, then why don't wow. why don't you say or ask when we can do that? Like he would never be the one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the breakup was very emotional. He came over. We were both crying. Like he's like, I don't think I can oh, be – Oh, wow. He he did it in person. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, he's a good – he's a good person. Yes. He's – if he yeah. didn't, I would be like, who is this person? <laughs> Although – Well, didn't the, didn't the other guy not? <laughs> no, we did. We did. But he – Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because I made it. I'm like – he's like, I'll like – I'll come over there. But no, he did too. Um, but that was like – I don't even remember that to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just very emotional. I didn't really think it was going to happen at that point. I knew there was stuff we needed to work on, but I was like so ready yeah. to still do it. Um, and I loved him. I, that We never told each other we loved each other because I was waiting for him to say it. I just wanted him yeah. to say one thing first. Yeah. And then finally, like I just said it. I'm like, I'm in love with you. Like, do you love me? And he's like, yes, I do, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. And I'm like, I'm just like, wow. okay. So- I'm like, can we go to one more therapy session together? He's like, I don't think so. Like, maybe whatever. Again, in his wow. mind, he was done already. Like, I just know yeah, it now, looking yeah. back. Um, and But that was literally the week after meeting your family. I just feel so much hurt for you that he put you through that. It was I'm so, so sorry. Like, he might be a nice guy. I know. But I hope he understands. If he can, if he's going to listen to this, who knows? <laughs> I hope he takes from this know. that that was so hurtful. Like, as I, I, yeah. I empathize with you that that well, was so hurtful. And here's the thing. I wanted closure because when we broke up, yeah. so if he's listening to this, maybe, yeah, I don't know what closure would look like, but hi. Because um, I'm going to keep it real. Okay. Yeah. Literally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a couple days and then I'm going to text him and be like, hey, can we just meet up and talk? Yeah. Because we didn't yeah. talk at all. We just cried and we're like, I don't even, couldn't make sense of anything. So I did. And he just I left. Texted, yeah. And he left and I gave it like four days and yeah. I texted him and I said, hey, you know, I think we owe it to each other just to have a conversation, like to sit down, like get coffee, like not at anyone's houses. Like I'm not trying to change your mind just to kind of be right. like, hey, what what happened? And and at that point, I wanted to say, listen, I, I wanted to say things to him like you have made you've made me learn so much about myself and I like love you like I do and I haven't like that before yeah. and I just want to say thank you like I wanted to like just talk as like adults without just having this like emotional yes. thing and he wrote yeah. me back like an hour later and was like you know what and he was going away that weekend so um mm-hmm. he was like I I agree I hope you're doing okay I'll text you when I get back from whatever is that cool and I'm like sure never heard from him never texted never wow. texted him he never texted. Well, okay, I'll tell you. It was about three or four weeks later, and he did text me. But at that point, he literally Shut wasn't up. texting me. And then a week goes by, and I'm like, he's freaking ghosting me. And like, we literally both promised each other that we would never ghost each other. We said it multiple yeah, times. Form of be- that that is a form of betrayal. Like whether like he recognizes it or not, that's hurtful. Honestly, it's such. I'm so bullshit. sorry. And I was like. We literally promised this to each other. Like, who are you that yeah. you couldn't just- It's the least you could yeah, do. Yeah, and even if you yeah. don't want to get together, just tell me that. I'm like- Yes, It's just yes. so, so literally four weeks later, he texts me like, hey, God, I don't even remember it. I saw point. this on your story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put yeah. it. 
um hey let's meet up hey, or like you still want to talk or something. no yeah hey i'm gonna be in the office because his office is literally like on my block his whatever i don't even know he was looking for different jobs i don't even know if he's still there he was like hey um I'm going to be in the office on Tuesday. I'm still up to chat. If, or if you want to chat, I'm still up for it. Or if you're still up for it, I'm happy to chat. <sighs> I was like, uh, no, thanks. I'm good. Thank you. <sighs> and, and any response? No. Wow. And I was. At that point, and, I was like, anything since? I don't even know if he, he know knows about died? my dad. I don't even know. If whatever. Was, yeah. I have no idea. He's not on social media wow. like, at all. But regardless i was just like this is this is messed up like and honestly like i it took me a long time i i i feel a lot more detached from it now which is good that i'm we're doing this podcast now but um you seem so strong allison (sighs) compared to like your growth i hope you recognize that like your strength and your growth from like you really should go back and watch the last breakup episode because you just seem so confident in what you want and what you know is right and you're sticking to that like I feel like back in the day if that guy that ex guy Mm -hmm. the one before this one would have texted you and been like hey you still want to talk like I think you would have went and talked oh my gosh even four weeks later yes and so I feel like that that is strength in knowing your worth and what you want in life and you're not going to settle. And I think you've never I, – I don't think you've settled this whole relationship. I think you've been fighting for what you want this whole relationship. Yeah. And it, it it he just couldn't be honest. Well, I will tell you too that on our like third or fourth date together or something, I remember asking him like where he sees himself in five years. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, I don't know. What? I have no idea. Oof. Like he was so – and I'm just like, oh, okay. And like even like what are you looking for? He couldn't kind of like clearly even answer that. And I literally knew mm. in my gut. I was like, we are not on the same – like we are not aligned. Mm-hmm. Like I am so settled. Yeah. And I'm so like – Yeah. Like I have a career I love. Like I live in an area yeah. I love. Like I'm just settled and I feel so ready to put my all into any relationship um, and not not yeah. make it my world, but make it like a priority. And he was so like not there. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I was trying to like hang on to this like just – I don't know. Hang on to this, I guess, in my mind, this like vision I had of him just being able to be ready. Like changing. me. Yeah, like yeah. me changing him. Yeah. And by the way, anyone listening, mm-hmm. you cannot change somebody. So no. if you – and also <laughs> your gut – that's it. Listen to your gut. There were oh, there were so right. many times that I would be driving to his house and I would be like excited to see him, but then I'd also mm-hmm. be literally saying to myself, I would start crying and being like, is he like is he are you am I sure like he's the one for me? Like am I sure we're supposed to be together? I don't know if we're supposed to be together. Like I would have these reoccurring thoughts of like not sure if we're supposed to be together or not like all the time. And I'm like, there's so much doubt yeah. there. Like, there shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this much, especially like we were together for like a year and a half, maybe. And there just that's crazy. There just shouldn't be that much like work as far as like feeling so insecure. And he was insecure too. So like, two people that are mm-hmm. insecure, like not knowing who they are, mm-hmm. does not make a good match. So like. No. There's just there's so much I've been working on. I think with anyone going through like the grief of a breakup, this was the hardest breakup I've ever had in my life. Um 
you know, he obviously probably had a harder one with his ex-wife because they were together a long time. Um, You know, who knows? Maybe he still has feelings for her. I don't know. She's like engaged or something Mm -hmm. now. So who knows? Maybe they'll get back together or whatever. But obviously they have a kid. So it's like if that works, then maybe that's supposed to work. I don't know. But I definitely realized that he had no idea what he wanted. And I was literally just trying to play this part and just Mm -hmm. play this role. And we, I mean, we literally did have so many great times together. And like, there's so many memories I have of us just being like so loving. And I wish there's things I wish I would have done differently. I just, I need someone who's able to like, Talk talk you to did me wrong. about I hope you know that. I know. I, I I know. You you did nothing wrong. You you will never with the right guy, you will never have to apologize for who you are. You are someone who feels. You feel all the things. You feel all the emotions, and that's you, and that's okay. I know. There's tons of people in this world who feel, and there's a guy who will appreciate that. There is a guy who will love that about you. You're honest. He, you know what you want. I You're know. confident. And that might have intimidated him. Your career's put together. He's searching for another job. You're you have it all put together. You're you you might be too confident and too uh honest and too independent. You know what I mean? For him, for a guy like that. But there's right. a guy who will love that will be what he loves about you. I know, you know, I will say that that was probably one of the hardest things and still even thinking about that now, like, I feel like he sucked all of that out of me that like, he made me believe that I just like everything about me just like sucked and that no one is going to like, want to put up with that at all. Like, no, I think it's so cool how you're you have look at your career, look at all you've done, look at how independent you are, look at how you've taken care of yourself. There are some women who literally depend on a man to get anything done. I know. And like there is a guy out there who will be like like that is what he wants. He's looking for this confident, put together, has her life together. Now she's ready for someone. Yeah. He he's confused with his own life, Allison. I know. Like he I know, yeah. I know. And he, he's gotta get himself together. And maybe he shouldn't have gotten on the app so soon. Uh, maybe that's something he needs to do. Oh my to look gosh. At. Totally. Are you kidding me? That's like why are you on a dating app if you're like so you're on a dating app in your upper 30s post-divorce and you're not ready for something serious. What are you doing? No, it's because like every man cannot be alone. They don't want to yeah. be alone. Well, I actually hope he is though now. You're not a babysitter. I, no, I know. And I, I really do hope he is like taking time to figure that out instead I of dating because like, I mean, that's what I, I have, I'm doing also with everything in my life. I'm like, you know, I but it's it was, it's really hard to get back to that place. I was so happy and like content with my life when I met him I was like I mean I had like so I had so many different guys wanting to date me I mean not to be like yeah am I gonna look at me you said that you were like you were like I'm not gonna like totally cut off my options you were like I'm gonna keep going on dates and I had never been in that situation before because I was so happy with like just life and not looking I wasn't literally like I was like I'm dating and I'm so ready but I'm not like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so amazing. And like, come on, let's just like go out and just serial dater. I literally was like yeah. being intentional about who I was seeing and recognizing mm-hmm. that like I'm going to be dating a couple people until I really feel like, okay, this one is one that I I really enjoy and feels like checks, is, checks the boxes of what I wanted back then. But 
I never, you know, I thought, I don't know, I was naive back then. I'm way, way more aware of, yes, what I need in a relationship now, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't think that you really know really what you need in a relationship until you actually are in one that yeah. either works or not. Mm-hmm. So, because now you know if like someone starts acting like him, it like the second you meet them, peace later um, by it hello, ain't gonna work. <laughs> the first or second, I don't even care anymore about asking hard questions. Like if someone, if I say, "What are you? Where do you see yourself in five years?" and they have the same response as him, I'm gonna be like, "Bye." Later. Or like, do you want to hey, get married? Uh, check, check, like, I want to get married. He still wasn't sure if he wanted to get yeah. married again. Like, if I ask someone yeah. and they don't know if they want to get married, I don't know. Sorry, bye. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. No. Like, so anyway, it was if we had had this podcast like a month and a half ago. Yeah. I definitely would have been way more attached to it, and and I had there a lot of thoughts to like, what did I do wrong? What did I, what could I have done differently? Um, yeah. Like he was on my mind all the time. Like, what's he doing tonight? Like, we used to hang out on Tuesdays and Fridays; those were like our main days. And like Tuesday nights, mm-hmm. every Tuesday night, I was like, I need to. I hung out with one of my girlfriends who was so sweet because I just Tuesday night was trigger for me, and I was like, I wonder what he's doing, like. He's mm-hmm. not with me. Like, what's he up to? Um, you know, and then like I would be like, oh my gosh, this was the weekend we were supposed to go away together. It was like two weeks ago. And I was like, okay, I guess I, he's, he still had that time off away. I guess he asked his ex for it. So I wonder if he's there. You know, I just, and then there's some days I wonder if he's in his office and I'm like walking around Concha Hawken. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, please don't let me. Like, oh my God, please. Like whatever, at this point I think it would be fine. Whatever, um, seeing right. him, but like, yeah, I just for anyone you know going through any type of like heartbreak, I just I hear you and everyone who sent me so many incredible messages who helped me on my stories. I mean, that was a huge part of this too. She, being able to share part of what was happening with you guys on Instagram and getting those incredible messages of just like support was literally some of that was like seeing that every day was part of my healing. I I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have the community that I have. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um and yeah. And I know it I know it's uh not fun to hear, but like sometimes I feel we are allowed to go through things, especially when you have a platform like you do, to be a voice for other people and you have maybe no idea how much you might have helped somebody else going through exactly what you are going through and feeling like they're not good enough, less than something's wrong with them when that is so far from the truth. If anything, it's the guy who has a lot more going on inside of him than it is the person questioning, what did I do wrong? No, I know. And I'm learning that now. And you know, some people were just like, what, why are you talking about this so much? Like, this is an anxiety account. Like, what are you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I'm still posting every day about anxiety stuff on my actual, like, bio oh. or whatever, my page. I don't think I ever saw you do a post on no, this. No, I didn't. So. I kept everything the same. My stories, everyone was actually really invested in hearing what was going on. And so yeah. I went with that, but it was also healing for me to share it. And so I remember just yeah. telling some people, like, first of all, 
this is totally connected to my anxiety. And if you don't think it is, that's weird. Because all I was doing, all of my whole entire anxious brain was now connected to this to this uh, breakup. And so every single second of the day- I can, only, um, I can only imagine the anxiety you felt and how anxious you felt every single day. Oh my gosh. Like I didn't want to be alone. I was like, am I going to die alone? Yeah. These all of my anxious thoughts were like on repeat at like a level eight every day. And for the past two months, it still is. It's more of a level six now. Um, but like when, you know, my dad died and stuff, it was like a nine, but like all of the thoughts, are you kidding me? Like, am I going to die alone? Like no one's going to want me. I am always too much for people. That's why they break up with me. Like I'm, I'm going to be alone. I mean, all this too, when my dad died, like my sister had her family. I literally was like, I'm alone in this. Like he'll never meet, he'll never meet the guy that I end up with. That's what I worried about you about. Like he's, he's never going to meet whoever I fall in that love really, with. That really, that was my first thought when everything was going on. I'm like, that that man, he might not have realized in that moment that he took that from you, but he took that from you in a sense of that was really big for you. Yeah. And you kn- he knew your dad was sick. I know. I mean, I know. And I listen, that's not like why you stay with someone. Like you don't just stay with no, him yeah. for that. But like. No, but you, you don't go. You don't go to that barbecue. You don't. He does. Right. He shouldn't have went. I agree. That bothers me. I agree. Yeah. Or we should have literally had like a conversation about what really is yeah. happening and maybe we could figure hey, something Allison, out. I'm thinking about leaving. Yeah. Or like, yeah. hey, like I'm, yes. you know, I, I don't think whatever. This is what's on my mind. Like literally when he came over to yes. break up, I was like, this is the first time you've shared anything like this oh, with me. Oh, Wow. Like you're Oof. crying and you're actually sharing like openly about like what you're scared of and all these things. Like you've we've never even had this type of like this is amazing that you're sharing this with me. Let's like let's like talk about like how you're sharing. But then this. you're like, how many times when you were around me were you having oh these my thoughts God. and you're not sharing them? Like it would have been a lot nicer if you had been like, hey, I've been yeah, thinking about like like and then yeah whatever. Ugh. But anyway, so. That was one thing about with my dad. Yeah. Like he's, he's just never going to, he's never going to meet him. And so that's just like really hard. And so I was literally just starting to kind of like move on and move forward with my ex Mm -hmm. and, um, from, from whatever grieving him. And then my sister called and said she was with my dad. Thank God she was with him and said that he just something happened and that it looked like his heart stopped and he was in his chair and called the nurses. And basically he just had like a heart attack or something during the day. And my sister was with him. Thank God. But, you know, we just went over there and we got to sit like with him and, um, and we just sat outside for like a long time. And it's, it's, I mean, this was only a couple weeks ago. So this is like still really hard for me. But like, yeah. it's weird. It's like, he was obviously really sick and he's like not in pain anymore. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. We are so relieved that he hated living the way he was living. He was, he loved life right. so much. And he was just like, like, if it were me, I'd literally be like, please take me, you know? Like, yeah. So we're just like so happy that he's at peace and he's like in heaven, you know, with some other like family that we love and his parents and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, but there's still, it's like literally like a limb is missing. Like, 
Yeah. I almost like don't know. And then like, of course, like since that happened, I've been like so scared of my own health and I've been like having so much bad health anxiety now because I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with my heart? Like I feel these like heart things, like my lower back's hurting, like my throat is totally like everything with anxiety happens in my throat. So like my throat's hurting and I'm like, do I have COVID again? Oh my gosh, what's going on? Like is something wrong with my stomach? Like, do I have cancer? Just like so much health anxiety stuff since he died. And I'm like reading about how that's so common for people. Yeah. Because it like really Absolutely. starts like, like, you know, obviously mortality is real. So I just yeah. keep thinking about how I'm getting older and like, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't have any kids. I might not have kids. Like who's going to even like be there for me when I'm older and like, yeah. What am I going to do? I don't, it's just like, that's like all the anxiety now is like, just like getting older and like, how do I, like when you, when you are grieving someone like a death and whatever the type of grief is, it's almost like when you're so in the thick of it, you just feel like you're never going to be able to like laugh again or like mm-hmm. find like real, real joy. Like, in the mo- like moments that I know I've had yeah. in the past where I was like, I am so blessed and I love my life and I'm so happy. And like, I feel so much gratitude and I feel blessed every day, but like, I have not had like a moment like that. Have you like read the stages of grieving and all yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Kubla Ross. Um, yeah. I've read all that and I've listened to like, um, another book. It was so amazing. Oh God, who was it by? I have to look, but it was, um, talks a lot about like just grieving your, um, and like, yeah, the stages of it and how like basically the stages of grief, do you know the stages of grief were actually written for people dying, not for people grieving? Really? Yeah. Really? Huh. So, so in writing like the way she wrote the stages were actually like for people that were actually dying and what they would go through. And later in life, she actually, you know, talked about how the stages of grief were, could be for people like obviously grieving too, but they didn't go in the way that like every stage goes, like you go through all of the different stages at different times. Yeah. No, absolutely. My mom, uh, I was talking to her about you and, I was like, my podcast host, like she just lost her dad. And I remember when my mom's parents died and literally the next day, my mom was at my basketball game laughing with friends. And like, you know, some of the moms there were just kind of like, are you, are you sure you should be here? Like, you know, like it was just like, and my mom said like in that moment that just felt so like, that was just like, but then it just hit her. Yeah. Like she was like, it was like, she was, it was almost like you feel just, you're just in this weird mindset of like. What almost what just happened, like processing it, it doesn't hit you. And then you just have moments where it just really hits you. Oh my gosh, totally. And that's what everyone says. Like everything comes in waves, like, and it just comes in yeah. waves. Like yesterday, my mom was like, I really miss him right now. We're just mm-hmm. like sitting on the couch. I'm like, me too. And it just like, we cried mm-hmm. for like a couple minutes and then it was like, okay. Um, And that's hard because you you feel for you're such a feeler like you feel for everybody and so like you're feeling for your mom now on top of your own grief like i'm sure it's hard hearing your mom say that oh my gosh so much because of course like i'm worried about her now and like her getting yes, older and i'm I like figured. i have to go through this yeah. again with her at some point and 
I just want her to be okay too. I don't want her. She's been doing really, really well though. And she's going to be staying with my sister for a couple months before she moves into her own place, which is good. Um, not not saying that it's like a good thing. It, it doesn't help probably at all. But But almost when your dad moved into that place, your mom got to start experiencing being alone a little bit more. So she actually admits that now. She says that. Like kind she, of detaching. Yes. she Slowly detaching. She said she thinks yeah. because she's been grieving for like two or three years, like the loss, like exactly, it yeah. really was the loss of him. He was a shell of himself. He wasn't himself for the, at least yeah. the last year and a half, 100%. Yeah. That she cried every single day. You know, she's been going to therapy mm-hmm. and like mourning mourning him but yeah. like so now it's a different yeah. type of mourning she's like so happy that he's not living the life the way he was living because it was just yes. not a quality of life i mean i just think about your anger that you felt at those facilities and just all he had to go through i mean you were there were times i think you felt like he wasn't being bathed yeah. properly and it's horrible. horrible it's you never want to see your parent like that and it's not that you're happy you're not happy at all that they're not here but you're happy that he's at peace oh my gosh yeah. and your mom's probably i mean your mom went up y'all went up there like every day i mean she that's, was that's there a lot, that's that was her life every day all day and like she actually made some friends with the other residents there and they like loved her so much i want her to like oh i want her to like volunteer there or something like one day a week like yeah. she like they loved her that there would be so good for her and they like miss her so much and so you know i think that's part of the process now she's got to figure out you know what she's gonna do with her life now yeah and so yeah. you know it's a real just you know it's it's a scary talk about anxiety like that's a really scary concept like yeah how long were they married? Their anniversary was August 19th, and he died August 23rd. Oh. 50th, 50th oh. anniversary. 50th anniversary. Yeah. Hmm. So he like – I really think that he just stayed – he stayed around, held, held on for so long because of that. And also my sister was like away on vacation for a week, and then like I was with him, and I think he wanted to see her, and I think he just – yeah – and so do you do you feel like he knew like he like was not I feeling think so. was it he did wasn't, you see it get Yeah, he was he wasn't eating as well again, but then he had he yeah. has bad days before like that. So like I just thought maybe yeah. it was like a bad day and then he would have better days, but my mom said she really noticed it and she was there all the time. Yeah. So I hope that you know that you you were a really good daughter and you did so much and you made the effort and you sat with him and you did so much. I hope you know I hope you have no so regrets. Much. I mean, of course there was part of me in the beginning that was like what else could we have done? Like he was too young. Like we could have done this or we could have contacted this person. We could have tried to make sure that he was home instead no. of there or like I should have been there more. Like there's just everything no, that you don't No, you went I know you went so much. I hope you know that like you, you, you will never look back on life and be like, I wish I spent more time with my parents because you, you did that. You spent time with them. You, you weren't the kid who got up and moved to another state and left your family and then lived with the regrets of, I wish I would have spent more time with my dad. Yeah. No, I know. He is so proud of you and he is so thankful for the time you'll have. Well, so that's like what is making me basically get through every day is like knowing that like 
I need to live in the way that he want, would want me to live. He wants you to. Even though yeah. it's like really hard right now. He like, yeah. he would want me to like. Every day. Live every, every day. day. you have to wake up. Yeah. And every day you have to. Honestly, I've heard of people who have really bad anxiety and they lose someone close to them. And that becomes their purpose is to make make their dad proud or make their mom proud. Like every time you feel like you're letting something else win or anxiety win or self-doubt or what does your dad think of you? Your dad thinks you're the amazing. You're the most beautiful, most caring person. And he wants you to be with someone who thinks you're the most beautiful, most caring, most loving yeah. person because you are. Yeah. And so every time you meet a guy or something, I know you think your dad's not meeting him, but he's there. No, I know. I I definitely like feel him feel him with me. And I feel like that's you know, I think there's there's I was listening to um gosh, I was listening to like a podcast or something and someone was talking about how they lost um their child and I can't even imagine like there's no worse thing that happened to a parent than losing a child, but um, the dad said something that was like, you know, I feel like if I wasn't sad all the time, then it wasn't like, like I, like it was not honoring him or something. If I'm not sad, like if I'm happy, then it's like, why? Like I should be sad because he's you not feel here. Guilt. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm going through that sometimes where I'm just like happy and I'm like having kind of a good no. time and I'm just like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Like. No, all your dad would want is that. I know. He wouldn't he would not want you crying at all. No, I know. Like that's what you have to remember. It's like when you're being happy, you're being happy for him. Like you're being happy, you're being the little girl he always just wanted to smile. Yeah. Like he always just wanted you happy. He always just wanted you to be okay. That's all he wanted. I know. I know. It's like so I just I hope that that I can give that back somehow to someone else who can like make someone else feel like that because, you know, it just, I feel like he was just taken way too soon. And so obviously mm-hmm. he raised the bar for like men in my life because that's yeah. who I yeah. literally look for. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm hopeful that one day I'll find someone. I just feel like you know, it's going to be so weird because, you know, now I'm going to start like dating and stuff. And part of my story is going to be like, they're going to ask me about like my parents and I'm going to have to tell them, you know, like that my dad's not here anymore, that my dad died. And that just seems. But you know, that's, that's a part of your story. My dad's not here, but you know, I know the man my dad was yeah. and my mom and dad, they were married 50 years and I'm not looking for anything less yeah. than that. No, you're totally right. You know, that, that, that's your story. I, I want to love like my mom and dad. And if that's not you, um, I'm going to be just upfront with you like that. It woke me up. My dad's my dad's death and my breakup, it all together made me realize I'm not settling for less than what I deserve. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I will say I want to I was telling you guys a little bit about how what like saved me some of the podcasts and the books and stuff. And I want to just tell you some of the things that you can um, I'll try and put them in the show notes too. I'll yeah, I'll do that. Um, but if you just want, if you're not driving or something, you want to write them down. The book that one book that really helped me is called "You Can Heal Your Heart" by David Kessler and Louise Hay. You guys know I here. I literally always talk about Louise Hay. You know how I always talk about. I was about to say that yeah. one workbook. <laughs> She's a lot about like affirmations and stuff. Um, 
It's finding peace after a breakup, divorce, or death. And David Kessler is also wow. a psychologist that works around grief and loss. Um, so it's called You Can Heal Your Heart. That was amazing. Um, another book is it's called A Breakup Because It's Broken by Greg Barrent. Mm -hmm. That helped me a lot. Um, and then the podcasts. One of the my favorite ones is I'm going to try and have her on our podcast because like she's so great when it comes to heartbreak. It's called Heal Your Heartbreak with Your Breakup Bestie. Um, and I would just put in like Heal Your Heartbreak. She's so great. I follow her on Instagram too. Um, and then that I listen to. Oh, we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle. I mean, do you know? Do you know Glennon Doyle? She wrote on Tame. Yes, yes. Yes. This podcast yes. that saved me too. Um, we can do hard things. Get over your ex with Coach Dorothy. That helped me. Um, and then also Jules Weber is a dating coach. I'm actually doing her program right now. It's called Chosen. It's like a 12-week program. I started doing this before my dad even died. I like jumped on this. Oh, wow. And it's like 10 women and it's 12 weeks of just like coaching to to like sort of like f be more confident in who you are and be more aware of of like what you're looking for and feel like you can actually be someone that's doing the choosing, right? And that and that not like you're not always wondering if someone likes you you're kind of like gonna be empowered to find someone who's the right person and speaking up and all that stuff. i love that so that's amazing that i'm i don't think you can i think it started already so you can't but i did um i did have a code for for people it was called it was healing 50 was the code if you go to jules weber's if it's still open i'm not sure if registration's still open but you can try if you want um, and use the code HEALING50 for $50 off. Um, but I'll be in that. So you'll basically be in that program with me if you end up doing it. Um, and it's very intimate, which I love. Um, but yeah, so. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. This was very long-winded. I People wanted to hear it. So I did want to tell a story. We will be talking a lot about – we have so many great things coming up for season three when as it comes pertains to like anxiety. But this is also a podcast about us and our lives. So hopefully, you know, maybe you didn't want to listen to this episode. That's fine. Um, but like – Well, there's, uh, there's a million other to listen to. This is your story and it's worth sharing. Yeah. And you never know that you – that there's someone else in this world. There's always someone else in this world going through exactly what you're going through yeah. and they needed this. Right. And even if it's just one person who cares about the majority, that one person needs help. I agree. Yeah. I love that. So I know like we're kind of running over a little bit, but can we get to Yeah, I was like, let's let's do a part two okay. next week. Let's do part okay. one is this. And then we can then, so we don't like destroy people going like an hour and thirty okay. minutes because I think we're at an I hour. Like it. And so so part one, you know, Allison and the beginning of her healing yes. and, and grief and just healing all of that. And, and then grief. Next week we'll talk about what you're going through. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A couple things. Okay. Yeah, just a little next week, yeah, we'll we'll make it like a forty minute podcast. Yeah, I'll try not so. to we'll do that. Yeah, that will be a second update, and then we'll jump into the topics the week after. And we have so many good things in store, guests, 
topics. You guys send in topics. We're always open to any ideas. Trust me, we want to do what you guys want. We're trying our best. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're trying our best, but also keeping it authentic. So, you know, we're trying to work on structuring the podcast a little bit better, which is what some feedback we've gotten. And I'm not sure what that means. I'm going to try and ask more people about what um, more structure means. Maybe it just means like having conversation, then a topic, and then something at the end. Who knows? But we're going to work on that for sure. Well, one thing we can take from a review is like if we have a big update in life, we'll just do an update podcast. Yeah, there you go. And then not put it in the topic because I think some people were like, yeah, that actually is a good point. I guess some people don't want to listen to that. So that's actually a good point. And then we're also going to come, we're, we're going to um, make sure that we include more Q&A episodes because a lot of people were yeah. really invested in um, sending emails and asking questions through Instagram um, and yes. having us answer their questions. So we're going to do more of those as well. So thank yes. you guys for listening. And you know, if you're going through something- Thank you for sharing. Oh, I love you. And if you guys are going through some type of heartbreak or death or loss, just know that so everyone would say to me and I'd be like, I know, blah, 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 blah. But it's so true that like time, time really does help. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make it go away, but it it really does help. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's work that you'd want to do when you're grieving. Um, but like make sure you depend on your support system. Make sure you let yourself mm-hmm. cry. You let yourself feel the feelings. You also let yourself kind of feel the grief and try not to resist it. Try and think of grief. Try and think of yourself as like hugging the grief and being compassionate with the grief instead of pushing it away and and making it like a relationship with it because the relationship just changes. It's not like it goes away. And I think like when when you experience a death or like a heartbreak or something in the beginning, it feels like, you know, a thousand pound weight. And then as just time goes on, it gets a little bit lighter and your relationship changes Mm -hmm. with it. It doesn't really go away, but you can 100% still have a future that is joyful and that's hopeful and where you'll laugh again. And it's just hard at the moment to feel it. So just take that with you. And I love you guys. And Taylor, thank you for, for everything. No, you're you're very strong. And I think everybody listening sees that. And I hope they can take your strength and put it in themselves too. Right, well, next week, we'll be talking all about you. Yes. You're in the hot seat. Woo. All right, everyone. <laughs> love you. Love we'll you talk guys. to you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.